Hey, this is Camille from Remodel Your Life. I wanted to tell you about an awesome brand that I recently discovered that I think you might love too. Have you ever spent a ton of money on clothing that was supposed to be high performance only to find out that it doesn't fit your body right? I absolutely hate when this happens. So I was so happy to discover Athena Outfitters and they is a game changer for me. They have a quality workwear brand that they source from all around the world. All of their items are handpicked to meet the needs of women in the trade specifically, not just sized down versions of items designed by men. They've got great workwear essentials, plus some other super cute other clothing for me to wear when I get off from a job site. Shopping with Athena Outfitters saves me time and energy because I always know I'm getting such a great quality that's going to fit my body correctly. So next time you're looking for gear with grit, check out athenaoutfitters.com. And if you're looking for a great holiday gift for yourself or a hardworking woman in your life, use my code RYL15 to save 15% off anything they sell. All right, so that's athenaoutfitters.com. Use the code RYL15 to save 15% today and go check them out. I think you're going to really love them. So let's get on with the show. everybody. Thank you so much for joining me today. I have an amazing woman to introduce you to. She is one of six women that we're calling Women You Should Know series. And this is Brandy Kowalka, who with her husband, Paul Keller, run would-be art renovations. So Brandy, thank you so much for being on the show. We're happy to have you. And I am just thrilled to be here. Yeah. So you guys are up in Vancouver, you and your husband, you're both cabinet makers, which is incredible. And you run a very, very successful high-end renovations company. Can you kind of give us a little, kind of tell us the division of labor? Like, how are you both cabinet makers? How does that work? Uh, And what's the scope of the type of work that you guys do? All right. Well, um, as you can imagine, you know, being married and working in the same company can be a little bit challenging now and then. But um, <laughs> my husband, if you're going to prescribe to the e-myth, uh, he is the technician and uh, he loves just to go down in the shop and do his thing. Uh, he's not really super keen on the larger, bigger picture dreaming and scheming that I am. So um I generally just take care of all of the admin stuff as well as site management and, um, you know, sales, lead gen, marketing, all that, all that good stuff. Um, and every now and then these days, uh, I head into the shop and I do something and it's usually, Hey, I need something cut on site. So (laughs) whip something up down in the shop and then I'll drive it over to the site or what have you. But, um, or if on site we need something done and we're like time crunch, then yeah, I can jump on the tools and do whatever needs done. So generally that's how we divide it. Um, and, uh, it, it seems to work for us because we're not in the same space all the time. I think that mm-hmm. might be a little more challenging, but uh, yeah, you know, we seem to make it work in that regard. Nice. And so kind of walk us through the types of jobs that you guys do. I know you do some really big, beautiful work. Um, kind of give us a range of the types of things that you guys do since you have a, you know, a really highly functioning business right now. So we, um, we will do, you know, a kitchen or just a bathroom, but really where we shine is um, like a full house reno or even like just a full main floor so that we're replacing all the, the doors and the hardware for your, your passage doors to say into your bedrooms and your bathrooms, maybe redoing all the floor in the house, uh, painting everything, brand new kitchen, brand new bathroom. Maybe we're relocating some uh, 
things within the kitchen or maybe swapping the kitchen and dining room to be located in better spaces. Um, and I think what really helps to make us shine and bring out like the top level of uh, quality and expertise is that we, th we think about the renovation kind of reverse engineering it. So we think about all the details and the transitions from one area to the next or one component to the next from a cabinetry eye. Um, and then we kind of reverse whatever needs done in behind the walls. So whether a two by four needs to be turned on edge in order to accommodate something or a stair transition from one level to the next and how are we going to deal with the nosing and what's happening with the trim and all that kind of stuff. We kind of think about all of that even before say our carpentry team gets in there and mm -hmm. starts doing their thing. Because if you don't direct people appropriately, they're going to go rogue on you and it, yeah. maybe they don't know the full picture. And then all of a sudden we've got some really clumsy stuff going mm -hmm. on. That's going to be a total like nightmare. Pull my hair out, you know, yes. turn, make it turn gray kind of situation. Yeah. It's usually, I find in construction or car, especially trim carpentry, it's always the transitions between materials, right. That are not thought through enough, right. The thicknesses of things, the reveals of things, the like, most, a lot of times those things aren't really thought through very well. And so those are those things you notice right away. The stone doesn't go well into the cabinetry. The cabinetry doesn't quite die correctly into the trim, right? It doesn't go into the casings, right? So yeah. it, I love that you guys are basically think of, thinking of all that stuff um, ahead of time. What, what would you say is your favorite part? Oh, oh, okay. Not your favorite part of your job, but your favorite part of say uh, between kitchens, bathrooms, and whole house renov renovations, right? What of those three things that you think is your favorite thing? Um, oh God, I just love them all. I mean, turning your mm. like crappy bathroom into like a spa or like making yeah. your kitchen function so much better is just so life-changing for our clients. And then just, you know, being able to live in your house and make, and make it feel more like home. Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of like what we tell people. It's like we help you to make your house feel more like home. Um, I would say like on a personal gratification level, because the, um, the change is so, uh, you know, dr dr dramatic, like a whole house is like amazing, yeah. but it, it's really what it comes down to is the transformation between what you have to what it, we do and how it changes your life. Like yeah. that's like that, the non-tangible thing that you can't really put a, a dollar figure on. Yeah. Um, like maybe you're more comfortable. Maybe the kids come into the space more. Maybe everyone starts cooking in the kitchen together and you have more harmony or whatever. Like it just, it's the impact of, of what we do to our clients' lives that really stokes my fire, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I love, well, since I only do kitchens, but what I like doing is basically removing all that chronic low level stress that you don't really realize you're dealing with in a crappy kitchen, right? The drawers, nothing works yeah. and you're constantly finding workarounds around everything. Right. And you sort of just end up living with that. And you think that's normal. And then you fix all those things and you're like, Oh my God, right? this is like, it's so, it's such a joy to be in this space basically. So I can imagine you're doing that on so many different levels. Um, what's your favorite part of your job? I mean, I know if you're anything like me, you love the cre creativity and a whole bunch of things, but you know, specifically, why did you pick the trades and what do you still love about it every single day you go to work? Well, my, my road to the trades was, I, I like to call it a, a flash dance story in reverse <laughs> because I was a ballet dancer. And, oh, wow. Um, so kind of like the, the, the point shoes or the toe shoes to yes. steal toe kind of story. Wow. Um, so I, I um, basically 
kind of came to the realization that, you know, I'm one injury away from not being able to dance anymore, um, potentially. Uh, and that living that sort of starving artist lifestyle just was going to get old really fast. I'd done it for a, f- a few years already. And I was just like, I just can't do this anymore. Um, I want to, you know, eat chicken more than once a week and go to a 250 movie. <laughs> you know, like it was like, you're that poor kind of thing. Right. And um, I just felt like I needed a marketable skill, but I didn't want to go to university. Um, and I ended up taking a tour around our trade school here. It's called BCIT, um, BC, uh, BC Trades Technology or whatever it's called, um, Institute of Technology. And um, I just went from shop to shop to shop. So I went to mechanics and pipe fitting and paint and drywall and carpentry. And as soon as I walked into the joinery shop, they call it, which is basically your joining mm-hmm. wood together, cabinetry, um, millwork. Uh, I just went, this is, this is it. This is the one for me. <laughs> like yep. it just kind of like the sun was shining through the, the windows and the dust was in the air. And I was just like, the oh, sawdust, I, right. The smell yeah. of the sawdust in the shop. Yes. But I think what it, what it was is there was like this, and you would think maybe not, but it, there is a, 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 a thread between the two because as a dancer, you're creative and you're physical and you're moving your body and you're create, you're, you know, you're creating something there. And then in cabinetry, you're moving your body and you're physically creating something like there's a tangible good tangible. At the end of, yep. of what you're doing. And within that, you have to be problem solving and, and you have to be creative. Mm-hmm. And there's like so many things that you can be doing with all kinds of wood species and how you join the wood together and like on and on. So really it wasn't that far of a stretch, but it was really like 180 mm-hmm. degrees difference from yeah. being in the arts to being like in the trades. But um, for me, I think it, it, they both get up early. <laughs> it was the right, it was the right fit. Um, yeah. And uh, the, 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 the path from there was just, it was natural. Like I was like, you know, I'm ambitious enough to go. I, I want to have my, my red seal ticket or like the, the certification mm-hmm. of being a journey person. And, um, and then from there, uh, you know, I worked in a bunch of different shops and then my husband and I um, started our own shop and then we had a couple kids and, you know, all that kind of thing. But um, being a business owner and entrepreneurial and still in the trades and all that kind of thing, like I, I can't see my life having gone a different direction. Like it's just, yeah. it's a perfect fit for me. So what's your favorite part of the day then for you do you think um I would say it would be a toss-up between um problem solving things on site uh interaction with the clients and getting the next sale like when you know Mm -hmm. that you've provided a proposal to somebody that just knocked their socks off because our proposals are are quite in-depth and they're impressed with all of that and they're like yeah we want to go with you like there's nothing better than like getting your next job. <laughs> yeah. And the end, the last day where you get your check, right. Or the last week, whatever. And you do the walkthrough and you get to show them all the amazing things you did and, and how it's solving all these different problems. And, and then you get paid and they're thrilled, right? Like those are also really exciting days I find. Yeah. 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 Knowing that they're just like, they're just so happy with the space. You're like, wow, I can't believe it's like the big reveal that you see like on TV or yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Have you guys ever thought of doing a TV show? Because it sounds like you guys could literally do a television show. Uh, <laughs> I, I, won't, I won't discount it, but I don't know that um, that's something that's in the cards for me right now. 
Yeah. Yeah. So how many children do you have and how do you balance that with what I know is if any, I know anything about what you do every day, incredibly hard to do because I have no children and it was hard to run my shop. So how many do you have and how do you do that? Uh, we have two kids. Um, I, my son is 18 and my daughter is 14. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's kind of one of those things where you just do what you have to do. You know, whether you're a parent or a business owner, like you just figure out how to find those hours and those minutes in the day to make it work. Um, I think the, the balance between the two is much easier now that they're older and they're more yeah. self-sufficient. And when they were younger, it was definitely a challenge. We were very fortunate to have um, Paul's parents live in town here. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, if we needed to be on site doing an install for a few days, um, you know, they were happy to look, take care of the kids for a couple of days when they were little and not in school. Mm -hmm. Um, And then when they did get to school, it became, um, you know, I fit myself into that five and a half hour window where they were at school (laughs) to do what I needed to do, whether it was out out and about seeing a client or doing whatever or helping uh, do an install on site or whatever. And then I would be back at the end of day, um, pick up from school and, you know, all the after school activities and all that kind of thing. And then after dinner, I'd be back, you know, doing the, the admin work. Um, Mm -hmm. until, you know, the the wee hours or whatever. So uh, as a business owner, I'm sure you know that like there's the the physical working in your business part. And then there's the other part, which is working on your business. And then there's all the other hats that you put on to make all of that work. And um, it's just a matter of scheduling it out and just prioritizing and just getting it done. Mm -hmm. I love it. Well, so let's transition a little bit to why I know you and I both share this uh, same idea, which is that we think that basically women or any genders, the trades are fantastic for them. And that it's a real, there's a real need for people. And it's an often overlooked uh, avenue for people to make a lot of money, be very financially stable, be super creative. Um, You know, what, what are sort of your, your, uh, thoughts behind that and why you think women are so good in the trade specifically? Well, I guess there's, the first thing would be collectively, we need to address the fact that there's this huge stigma around blue collar, if you want to call it that work mm-hmm. versus white collar work. And, and then there's this whole other like online, you know, influencing and um, basically making money just by trading information mm-hmm. um, through, through your computer so what I what I tell people is that um, there will always be work for you in the trades because there's always something that needs fixing, building, repairing, whatever. Like there's always something and that has to be physically done. You can't do that through a con- computer screen and you can't do that from sitting in a desk in some um, tower downtown in an office. Like someone has to physically do the work. So, and th- th- that will never end. And it may change slightly. Maybe our tools get a little better or, um, you know, maybe there's a a way that, you know, maybe in a, from a home building standpoint, like you can get, get some modular housing. um, So you're getting all your walls and your installation and your wiring kind of pre-done before the the big panels and a big truck and crane come to kind of put your building together, but they still have to get from the factory to the location that is still have to have people on site to do the work. So I feel like it's not something that will ever stop. And it's just a matter of finding the right trade for you. Um, and as far as the trade work is concerned itself, and maybe why women shine in the trades, regardless of what trade it is, is that because a lot of us are very detail-oriented. 
um, and we are very creative when, we, when it comes to problem solving, and we are generally really good communicators. Mm-hmm. And those three things, by far, uh, set us apart. Yeah, yeah. I think it used to be that it was size and strength, right? But with leverage and knowledge, you can base, I mean, I'm very short and small, right? And I can do almost anything my husband can, right? Until it comes to just pure strength. But there's so much about construction that isn't just pure strength, right? There's so much more to it. And um, I think a lot of women discount the fact of that, that portion of it, right? And they think it's just about being tall or big or strong, but most of the work you're doing doesn't involve those things, right? It's problem solving, creativity, all the things you talked about. Um, what what do you think needs to change in our industry outside of changing the the um, you know the the premise of it being you know blue collar work is not interesting work or high level work? Like, what do you think really needs to change in the industry? I'm sure you've seen lots of things that that have been going on, but what do you personally see that's missing for women to, for more women to actually see this as a viable career? Well, I think that's so multi-layered. I mean, just culturally with all the, you know, gender inequality and misogyny and the way we interact with each other, like there's a whole, like the Me Too movement and all that kind of stuff. I think there's definitely a lot of change just throughout every, every sector that can be done. And of course, you know, if you get a whole bunch of um, men together and there's like, you know, 200 men and there's like one woman, I mean, that can be fairly intimidating. Right. Uh, um, so I think we need to have a lot of advocacy and I think we have to have a lot of education um, around all of these things. And I think more and more, especially if you're part of a union, there is recourse and there's ways that you can, you know, navigate that more easily. Um, but overall, I think that it starts when our kids are young and, you know, both my kids can pop down into the shop and use a bandsaw and, You know, like they both have taken woodworking in school and all that kind of thing. So I think part of it is just reprogramming everybody when they're young and start there. And then throughout high school too, let's, let's, you know, get this narrative going that, yeah, there are a whole bunch of different ways that you can find a career and move forward in your life. And one of those avenues is definitely the trades Mm -hmm. and even within the trades and just going back to what you're talking about earlier with women and our strength um, versus what the guys can lift or this or that in any given trade. um, You know, let's just take carpentry, for instance, you can be just a guy who does or a tradesperson who just does framing. You can get into finished carpentry, which maybe might be a little bit easier for you as a woman. You're inside. The material isn't quite as heavy. You know, you're again, we're getting into our strength, which is eye for detail and all that kind of thing. Like you can find, a niche in any given trade that would really be suitable for a woman, even if it's not like the, you know, massive pipe fitting stuff that maybe be, would be like super intimidating for a woman. Um, I, although I know that women do it, you know, mm-hmm. like there's, there's riggers and there's crane operators and there's all, all, all of that type of really heavy duty work that women do. Um, and I think it just comes down to let's educate, let's advocate and let's make sure that we're, you know, and voicing the change that needs to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Well, and you mentioned education. So I want to bring up 
um, something new that you guys have, which is you have started your own podcast, which I love. I love podcasting, obviously, um, called All Things Renovation. It sounds super exciting. You're going to cover all kinds of things. Um, but you're you're starting off with this sort of foundational um, episodes that are going to talk about a, kind of a range of topics within that. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the podcast and sort of, you know, what your bigger dream is for this? Yeah, absolutely. So the podcast, All Things Renovation, um, was born of the need and desire on my part to help educate, um, educate our clients and potentially educate, you know, just people out in the world um, about trades and all that kind of thing. And the, like you like you mentioned, our first series is what I call our foundational series for anybody who's looking to do a renovation. Um, there's a lot that goes into it, even before you reach out to your professionals that you would consider hiring. Um, and we just go through a lot of those types of things. Like what is your decision-making process? What is that of your partner? What is on your wish list? Um, how do you find a contractor? Should you hire a designer or an architect? Um, you know, we just go through a, a bunch of foundational questions that you should be sort of digging into before you just start calling people up and go, hey, I want to change my house. Like you need to have some kind of idea of what you want even and to be able to communicate that to the people that you want to work with. Uh, the second series is all about kitchens. So we go and we take bite-sized uh, segments on each aspect of your kitchen. So whether it's flooring or countertops or cabinetry or appliances or what have you, each episode just focuses on one thing. And then the one that we're going to be working on after that will be bathrooms. Again, same kind of idea, just bite-sized um, segments on all the different things that go into a bathroom renovation. And then we're going to get into all the episodic type of uh, content where we have guests on and all that kind of thing. And I mean, the sky's the limit. We can talk about, I mean, honestly, I can talk about all of this all day long. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, so, so for me, it, it, it's like, okay, how do we, how do we educate people around what a good contractor is and what it isn't and what should you be doing as a client and maybe what you should not be doing? Um, and be able to assess, like, uh, say you get your three quotes, how do you compare them? Mm-hmm. And, ha- and how do you set yourself up for success to be able to do that? And part of that is uh, providing really clear scope um, so that each person you talk to has exactly the same information about what it is that you want. So that you're not getting one quote that has everything and the moon in it. And one quote has something so vague because you didn't give them uh, specifics around what it is you wanted done. So how are you going to compare those two things and how are you going to decide which quote you're going to go with? Um, So, yeah, so there's, there's just a whole bunch of stuff that we want to sort of help educate our clients about and then have them come back to us and go, yeah, we believe that you are going to bring our project to its conclusion and it'll be amazing. And we love that you've provided all of this really great information for us. Yeah. Well, I love that. And I'm hope some some of my friends that are listening, I know who you women are, are listening to this as a perfect example because I've tried to convince some of my friends that listen to the show to start their own podcast in their specialty because I think it's a really great way to promote your business is by having a podcast and educating your own customers, right? And potential customers about how you do business, right? Basically. And yeah. so it's a walking, talking advertisement for you. So I love that. 
uh, some of my listeners are going to be able to listen to your podcast and get a, a perfect example of how if you run a, sh- a certain business, you can add a podcast to it to actually promote yourself in the best possible way, right? Um, often when we're, like you said, um, selling and you know we're working with the lead, we're really focused on just that one client. We don't really get to tell our bigger story, but in the podcast, you're able to tell your bigger story as a company, right? Yeah, and I think that's I think that's fantastic. I, I'll be excited to listen. Um, what would you say? What are you sort of looking forward to in 2021 outside of the podcast, which is you know a lot of work but really fun? What else are you sort of hoping to happen with your business? Well, as any good business owner, uh, we're looking for growth, and um, you know we're always looking to you know hone our systems, create ones that are missing because as you grow. Uh, what you did before is not going to necessarily work or apply now as you know, you have more balls in the air and more plates that are spinning. Like you need more systems to help keep all of those things in motion. Um, I recently hired an assistant, so I'm so excited about that. Yay. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Woo, that's uh, a major milestone right there. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, a lot of the, the working on the business stuff is really what I'm hoping to achieve in, in 2021. So things like the podcast and getting a lot of um, guides and checklists as far as resources go for people to be able to download and all that kind of thing, which again, tie in with everything that we're about in far, as far as education, communication, um, and all that kind of thing. And uh, yeah, beyond that, just project wise, we're just looking to really get some really interesting, exciting work where we can add some architectural detail, whether it's a, a say maybe even like a double-sided fireplace, indoor, outdoor, maybe it's a really amazing deck and outdoor space with a covered area so that, you know, uh, as we continue to roll through the crazy world as it is, like we have Mm -hmm. additional spaces to gather and to enjoy that are not confining. Um, And generally just looking to really up-level our uh, our profile within the community um, by, you know, I've joined another couple of networking groups. Um, every year we choose something to support as far as a give back venture. So in years past, we, there's a heritage house tour here in the city that I live in. And uh, we've supported that every year for a number of years. Last year didn't go obviously the pandemic, but um, you know, every year we're involved in that. Just again, just anything within our own little sector that we can support, we do. Um, or even um, sponsoring like uh, a kids uh, sports team or what have you just, you know, we're, we're always looking for ways to give back as well and to be able to get out in the community and, and give a hand where we can. Nice. Sounds like, sounds like you have a lot coming up. Um, before we go, I always like to ask kind of an interesting question. And for you, I think I'd like to ask, what are your top three sort of your top three favorite business books or anything for someone that maybe has a small business and is looking to grow. I know you mentioned the E-Myth, one of my absolute favorites from, you know, 25 plus years ago, but what would be two or three books that you think would be very helpful for someone? Um, well, I guess there's a, like the obvious couple would be like the seven um, habits of highly effective people. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the success principles, uh, Jack Canfield. Mm-hmm. Um and then there's one that I can't remember the title of that talks about money. It's like a money book. Profit first. Profit first. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I love that one because it really, it changes your mindset around like 
yeah. where you spend your money and how to think about the money in your business and mm-hmm. um, setting some stuff, setting some money aside, even if it's a small amount, 1% yeah. of your revenue for yourself to enjoy your life. <laughs> yes. For all the hard work that we do. Right. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And um, I thought that was a really interesting uh, mm-hmm. idea and to go through those calculations and really see like, am I profitable? And, and what do I need to do to become more profitable? It, that, yeah. that was a really good book. So those, those three definitely. Nice. We will, we will list those. Those are all t- top, my top three as well. Um, even the E-Myth, you know, I remember the very first time I read that, I think I was 18 or 19 years old and it just blew my mind, right? I already had a tiny little business and it just completely changed the way I looked at my business forever, basically. So, well, it's also like, how do you look at yourself? Like, who are you? Are you, yeah. the, you yep. know, are you the technician? Are you, are you the manager? Are you the entrepreneur? Like, and really be honest with yourself. Where, where, yeah. do, you in where do you thrive? Yeah. Like, where do you really thrive? Yeah, I agree. You're right. It's not just for business owners. It's, it's really how do you want to make money and where do you want to really pay, you know, pay your attention to that you're going to do the best, right? So, yeah, I love it. Well, this has been delightful. And um, I love that you have made going from LA shoes to still toed shoes uh, work for you and as a woman in the trades. And, um, yeah, just thanks so much for sharing your journey and everything you guys are doing over there. Well, you know, and really, I just so appreciated being on today. I was excited to meet you. Yeah. Thank you so much. All right. Have a good day. Thanks so much for listening to Remodel Your Life. I sure have enjoyed being with you today. And if you really like our show, we'd love it if you would subscribe through iTunes. You can always send us feedback through email at Camille at RemodelYourLifePodcast.com. And I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Remodel Your Life Podcast. This episode has ended, but your remodeling journey can continue. Head over to RemodelYourLifePodcast.com to access all the resources, tools, and links mentioned in this episode. Until next time, get your hands dirty and create the life you want from the foundation up. And thanks again to Blue Apron. I just love cooking with them and so appreciate their support of my show. Hey, hey.